Hey everyone, welcome to the True Crime Podcast, where we mostly focus on San Diego cases. My name is Arena. And I'm Renette. And in today's episode, it's going to be different. This is the first time we're going to do a case that's outside of San Diego. So this Sandy, uh, this case took place in uh, Rottenburg, Germany. Oh, what? We're going way out of San Diego. Way out of San Diego. Not even Arena. the U.S. Not even California. <laughs> no. Um, so today I wanted to basically go into one of the cases that was the most interesting case to me. Yeah. And I figured, you know, I'm going to have a really busy week coming up, but I tr- don't want too much of a gap in between episodes. So I figured we would do a case on something that I know pretty well in my memory already. So okay. I wouldn't have to really do research or anything like that. Okay. Because it's engraved in my brain already. Yeah, once in a while doing a case that's just kind of out of our realm of this location would be nice. I agree. Yeah. So today I'm going to talk about Armin Maives. So he was born on December 1st, 1961 in Essen, Germany to his mother, Waltrude, and father, Detlef. Wait, the, the hold names. up, hold up. Waltrude was the mom's name? I know. And so I had to like Google an image of her because I was trying to imagine what a Waltrude would look like. And if you Google image Wait. like Waltrude, um, my vest, but it's spelled M-E-I-W-E-S, she looks like a Waltrude. My vest? Wait, M-E-I, sorry. W-E-S. Okay. Or maybe if you put like Armin Maives mother, I thought it was pronounced my West, but every uh, YouTube interview that I watched of him, it's pronounced my West. Dang. Oh my God. They look exactly the same. Right. They have the same like jaw, mouth and nose and like little eyes. Yeah. Ooh, creepy. And the dad's name Detlef. That Detlef. sounds very German. Oh yeah. There's a football player. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? I did. Okay, remember that football player that shows up in random episodes? He's uh, the white football player. His name is Detlef Schrem. Oh shit! It was Detlef, right? Yeah, that's his name. He was the uh, and he was like, um, the first episode he was in. Um, Tommy's supposed to be like taking care of him and taking him around the town, and uh, he just gets like really wasted. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah, Detlef. Oh, Schrem. I forgot. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Uh, which, by the way, that was a great show. I'm still ashamed I, I haven't watched American Beauty. Oh, my God. Okay, you're going to like it. You should definitely watch it soon. Chris texted me today, and he said that I better watch American Beauty, which I will. It is. It's a classic. American Beauty is definitely one of those must-watch. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, Armin was born to Gertrude, Waltrude, and Detlef. So, Armin was the only child of them, um, but he did have two older brothers from his father's previous relationships. Okay. So they lived in Essen uh, for a while, but eventually they go and they move to Rottenburg, Germany. Now, the home in Rottenburg was huge. It was literally a mansion. It had um, some sources said it had 26 rooms. Some say it had 32. Yeah, Either way, what? it was huge. Yeah. It's it was like a huge. hotel? It was a house. It was like a, a farmhouse. It had, there's images also if you Google it, but it, it was it had a lot of land. Um, and I watched an interview on YouTube where Armin was talking about his childhood. 
uh-huh. he talks about it very fondly. He said he had a great childhood. I he would too eat- in that giant ass house, getting Hell to do yeah. whatever I wanted, owning like I bet he had a bunch of little rooms like for his own stuff, you know? Oh yeah. He yes, and he said like um since the property was so big, they had a tree house built into it. What? Um the him and his two older brothers, they would play cops and robbers. They had animals. He just said that they had a lot of fun growing up. Okay, so he had a good childhood. He did. So pretty, you know, opposite of what we are used to hearing. Yeah, yeah. A, a loving mom and dad, good childhood, no abuse that, that we know of. Right. Okay. Well, that was, okay, so that that happened for the first uh, seven years. Things were good. Oh, okay. But things do change when Armin turns eight years old. So that was in 1969. He was playing with his neighborhood friends and he heard his father get into his car and he's seen that his dad was starting to drive off. So Armin starts shouting for his dad because he loved his dad and he's asking him, where are you going? Can I go with you? And his dad is just ignoring him. So Armin starts chasing after the car and his dad just completely ignores him. He doesn't even look through the rear view mirror. He just drove off. Wait, he just left forever? His dad left that day, never to come back again. Oh, man, I spoke too soon. Okay, that's awful. You're really bad. And, you know, he basically, he abandoned his family, and Armin never seen or spoke to his dad after that day. And Armin does talk in an interview about how that was a very traumatic experience for him. Ian, that sounds awful. That's very traumatic. Deep. Like, um, is there a reason why he left? He was just sick of everything? Like, were their parents fighting all the time? Well, I found this article. I don't know how, um, how, uh, I don't know the right word, but I, th- I found this article from The Sun and it did say that his dad, uh, found another woman, you know, and started another family. But in other sources that I normally use, I couldn't find anything in there. So I, I'm not exactly sure if possible that he could have met this other woman. God, what a dick. He just left, like, not even caring or like, he could totally have just left, you know, his current wife and gone with this other person, but still be a part of the kids' lives at least. Yeah, no, he just completely dipped. Wow. And soon after that, Armin's two older brothers also moved out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, so Armin eventually was just left alone with his mom. And he said he felt like it was such a heavy burden because... He had to all of a sudden become the so-called man as men of the house when he's this young boy. Yeah. And he really missed his dad and his older brothers because he said his older brothers were really loving to him and they treated him like with with so much love. And he you know, they were just a lot of fun. And he Armin said he always longed for a little brother because he wanted to give the same love and affection that his older brothers gave to him. Did the brothers leave? Because they were like older and they were starting their lives, or did they leave? Yes. Like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So it was for reasons like that rather than not wanting to be with, um, yeah, Waltrude. Exactly. Okay. So dang, it was just him and his mom in this big old house. That must have been super lonely. It was. It was very, he was very lonely. Um, and so. Armin, he would ask Waltrude, please, you know, can you give me a little brother? Give me a little sister. 
he really wanted another baby. But the mom is like, the mom's like, how? Where's the man? (laughs) Like, the men are gone. (laughs) And, you know, she didn't have um, Armin until she was 40 years old. Oh. So she's hitting almost 50 years old, and it's not like she could even have kids, right? No. And so his mom at that time also, she just started to withdraw from everything. I mean, she... She was very domineering and controlling of Armin, um, but she just kind of withdrew from her friendships that she had. You know, she would hang out with neighbors before, uh, but she just kind of withdrew because I understand, you know, all of a sudden your husband ups and leaves you. I mean, yeah, going to deep depression and having to take care of the whole house and the farm by yourself. Yep. That's rough. And now Waltrude, she was, she was pretty um, eccentric. I always feel like I don't know how to say words. That's the way you say it, Centric, right? Centric, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she would fantasize that she was the lady of the manor and she would dress herself and Armin up in like uh, medieval style clothing. Uh, yeah. And so imagine Armin is this little boy and he's going to school where all the other kids are probably wearing normal trousers, t-shirts, and there's little Armin going in medieval style. And freaking like LARPing over there with like (laughs) all those old clothes. What? Yes. So this is is the 60s, right? Yep. So not that even long ago. At that time, it's already early 70s, early mid 70s. Oh, okay. That's weird. It is. Like that's when, well, that's what the 70s, like what hippie, peace, love, all that sort of stuff, you know? Not medieval though. (laughs) No, definitely not that. She also decorated um the rooms in her home as if it were medieval times oh okay so again like i mentioned she was very controlling and armin just completely you know was submissive to her let her control every single thing that he did he would want to go places without her as he started to get older but she always wanted to accompany him So Armin is all alone with his weird and controlling mom, and he's just super lonely. So he created an imaginary brother, and he (laughs) named him Frankie. Oh, that's so sad. I feel bad for him. I do too. And at first, you know, it was just fun and innocent where he would play with Frankie, and, you know, he would talk to him and all that sort of stuff. But... I should mention, um, Armin, he was obsessed with the story of Hansel and Gretel. Okay. Um, do, do you know that story? Yeah, everyone does, right? Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I didn't know much, so I was like, Hansel and Gretel. I had really? to, um, yeah, I had to Google it because somehow my mind was going towards something like um, Hocus Pocus, like the witches living in this like house. I don't know what was well, going on in my mind. Technically, yeah, the witch lures the kids into the hall so she can eat them, right? Yes, yes. But so he was obsessed with that story, but especially the chapter about uh, fattening fattening up Hansel to cook and eat him. Oh, God. This is not, this is foreshadowing for sure. (laughs) Yes. And it's just weird. I can imagine like, okay, I'm trying to think as a kid, what was, I was obsessed with where the sidewalk ends, which was. Did Shel Silverstein. Oh, man. I loved that. But I can't imagine finding like. Certain weird, I don't know. It's just weird. How did he go to being obsessed with, you know, the part about fattening the pencil to eat him? I don't know. But when Armin was 12 years old, he began to fantasize about eating his friends. Oh my God. 
What? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So he he related to the witch, not the children, right? That's interesting. Yes, that's creepy. It is very creepy. Um, he said he wanted to feel connected to them, and he wanted them to be a part of him forever. So he said the only way to make that happen would be if he ate them. Okay. Like he said, he felt that if he did that, the loneliness would then just disappear. I guess like Jeffrey Dahmer, right? My gosh, that's true. Yeah, he wanted them to be like literally a part of him. Uh-huh. And he was like obsessed with their bodies and like Ooh. obsessed with the bodies. And they thought that by doing that, the loneliness would go away. I mean, I can kind of see where he's coming from when it comes to like he's abandoned by his dad and then his brothers. He doesn't seem to have any friends. And so, like, the way to like keep these people in his life. And to make sure that they don't ever leave is to consume them, literally. Yeah. And And like in Dahmer's story, too, he was basically, I mean, yeah, he had a younger sibling, but. Oh, yeah. He was mostly alone still. Like, remember, the mom was really weird and she, she paid, she doted on the younger brother, but she just kind of left jeffrey to do his own thing he lived alone for like most of his senior year because the dad thought that he was with the mom the mom didn't give a shit and left and he just left to just live on his own for like well was it like a year or like half yeah year? it was like a year yeah moral of the story if you have kids don't leave them alone yeah how about don't take let care them get lonely yeah take care of your kids especially he wasn't even 18 yet he was still a minor so yeah so as a teen, Armin, he had he did start, you know, to make some friends and he was friends with both males and females, but he started to have these strong thoughts of wanting to be with a boy sexually and eating him. Oh wow. Very Jeffrey Dahmer. It is. Wow. And here's another like way where he's very Dahmer like. So he Armin ended up joining the army. Like Dahmer. Oh, did he get kicked out too? No. Okay. <laughs> he didn't get t- kicked out. He joined the army right after high school, and he actually grew in rank fairly quickly. And so he finally felt like he belonged to something. He wasn't lonely anymore. His job kept him busy, and he had people under his ranks that under his rank that he made these good friendships with. And he ended up meeting a woman named Petra, and they ended up getting engaged but that didn't last very long um they broke off their engagement after nine months and it doesn't say exactly why they broke it off but he did say he found it hard to escape his mom's control like even then with him you know being away um he said that every woman that he would bring home to meet his mom uh, what's her name? Waltrude. She always <laughs> found something wrong with the girl. Of course. Of yeah. course she would. Like, does there he was... expect anything better, really? No, definitely not. Yeah. She found something wrong with every single female. Um, so, yeah. In the back of Armin's mind, while he was away in the army, you know, he was still thinking of his mom and she was still somehow controlling him. And so he served 12 years in the army and after so much longer than Dahmer, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so after serving twelve years in the army, Armin moved back home with his mom. Oh, so uh, you know that's not a good idea. But apparently, at some point, she was involved in a bad car accident 
that she never fully recovered from. So Armin, actually being a good son, he thought it would be a good idea to go back with his mom, probably so he can take care of her because that's what he did ultimately. So that took place in 1996. So he was 35 years old. Oh, wow. I didn't realize how like, I mean, not super, super recent, but I didn't realize that um, he wasn't starting to commit any crimes until the 90s, I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, 1996. So he was 35 years old and he does talk about how hard it was for him to take care of his mom. He said that she was always really angry and she was very demanding and she didn't even appreciate all that Armin was doing for her. You know, wow, he gave- I, I definitely spoke way too soon with the whole mommy issue thing. <laughs> I'm oh, just yeah. like, let me take that back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. And he's he said like every five minutes she was calling out to him for something. He said tea, soup, just everything. And it was even things that like, she could actually do herself, but she just wanted Armin to do it for her. Do you know exactly what her injuries were? No, I couldn't find what they were. So she could, like, walk? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Weird. I mean, she could definitely make her own cup of tea. Yeah. Um. So he said it was really hard. Um. And he did that for three years because in 1999, she ends up dying of a heart attack. Sorry, <laughs> I don't I, feel that bad. <laughs> I, I bet Armin was that is like so fake the way you're saying uh, it. <laughs> I bet Armin thought that was kind of bittersweet, though. I think so. Yeah, honestly, it was probably yeah, like you said, bittersweet because you know he he loved his mom, but yeah, like fuck, man. I know, and I mean, come on, there has to be a line. Like, you can't just treat your kid like a slave and like you know treat him like shit. He's trying to take care of you. You don't appreciate it, right? So she left Armin, the family's mansion. And so he was finally free and he could do whatever the hell it is that he wanted to do. Finally, he was out of that, you know, the the tight grip that his mom had on him. Yeah. For the first time ever, he was completely free. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Yeah, uh uh-oh is right. Because at this time is when he was spending a lot of time on the internet. And when I say a lot, he was just on it all night. Um, and he first would go into like these uh, pornography websites, but he would watch like really, um, really like sadistic type of like porno mm-hmm. uh, where they were torturing their partner and inflicting pain. Like and then, Yes. Oh, okay. And then, and hey, not judging anyone, you know. No, as long as there's consent, or, like, it's nothing right. bad. But, I mean, there is, like, I, was it, like, conse- consensual or was it kind of, like, dark web stuff? It was dark web stuff. So mm-hmm. that's where it's bad, right? You know, so, again, like you said, as long as it's, like, willing, consensual stuff, but when it's against someone's wills where it's, like, obviously fucked up. Yeah. So he... He would then go into these chat rooms and he would talk with strangers about whatever their fetishes were, right? Yeah. And then he somehow stumbled across this cannibalism chat room that was called Cannibal Cafe. Mm -hmm. And he said that he would see these ads where people would post saying that they wanted to be eaten and that they were looking for someone to eat them. He (laughs) He would respond to these ads and he said, 
he actually remembers very fondly his first meeting and it was with a cook actually oh <laughs> right i mean <laughs> but it should be the other way around though right because you know he should be what would it be the opposite of a cook i don't know uh, um a critic like a or like not a, like a what do you mean what do you mean oh well, because if he if the guy that wanted to be eaten was a cook you would think that armin's profession would be a cook i don't know well well maybe he could show him how to cut you know uh, how to use the knife <laughs> how to season him properly yeah the right seasoning okay and then when the, when you're done with that it's flipping on, on the other side after 10 minutes uh, make sure you blanch it ranch, you know, yeah cover it and then uncover it. <laughs> That's true. Hell, maybe that's what they did talk about, right? Maybe. <laughs> so they talked about what would take place and they went into very specific detail of how it was going to be done. And like they wanted to be eaten and die. Uh-huh. Right? Yep. Okay. But, yeah. and and most of them actually, so they wanted to like have sex first and then oh. be murdered and then eaten. And just, yeah. So they would go into this specific detail, but to Armin's disappointment, none of it ever fell through. It was just all talk. Yeah, it was just all talk, all fantasy. What's wrong with these people? Why don't they want to follow through? (laughs) (laughs) No one falls through nowadays. I know, damn them. (laughs) Can't trust anyone. (laughs) No. So it was all just fantasy. That is until Armin meets Burned Brandis. Burned. Yeah, and I'm going to actually refer to him as Brandis because his first name is B-E-R-N-D, Burned. And and I just know myself, I'm going to struggle with that. Let's just call him Brandis. Burned. Okay. Yeah. Now, Brandis came from a troubled background. Um, So in one article, I found that his mom died uh, when he was five years old because she was in this car accident. But most articles said that his mom committed suicide. So uh, um, she committed suicide when he was only five years old. And so obviously, you know, that hurt Brandis. And when Brandis was a teen or in his late teens, he came out as being gay. And when he came out, his father just, stepped away and stepped out of Brandis's life. Dang, so they have like kind of similar, some similar uh, situations with the dad leaving. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, yeah. So Brandis in 1995, he picked, okay, so this is kind of going off from it, but I found this um, YouTube video where this man is talking about his interaction mm-hmm. with Brandis. And so this man said, in 1995, Brandis picked this man up who was a prostitute, okay? And this man said that Brandis really liked pain and he wanted this man to really hurt him. Brandis asked this man to hurt his penis. Oy. He wanted this man to put a knife against his penis, which, you know, this man thought was weird, but he was like, okay. And stab and- it? Well, he wanted the guy to like just put get a knife just to like kind of not stab but just press against his penis where it was gonna hurt, obviously, because it's like a sharp blade against a man's yeah. penis. Oh, okay. And so this guy, you know, he was like, Okay. And he, even <laughs> though it was weird to him, but he said as he was pressing it and putting pressure against his 
Brandis's penis with the blade. He said Brandis got super excited and it was just turning him on. And Brandis told the man, cut it off, cut off my penis. No. Did he do it? The man was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But Brandis was begging him. No, no, no. Begging <laughs> him. He even offered $10,000 to give okay. to him. All right. Let's negotiate here. <laughs> right. Hold up. Hold up. There's money involved. Wait, you no. said $10,000? Uh, all right. Million. Well, you know. Let's see. Let's see. He, he said, okay, $10,000 and my car and you can have all of my computer equipment if you cut off my penis. What? But this yeah. man was like, I couldn't do it. Like, yeah, I mean, no, I'm joking. I wouldn't be like, okay, sure. But that's how well, I ain't joking. I possibly oh. no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait, 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 we're joking what? about this. I, I mean, yeah, money totally. can make you do some things you never thought you would do before. Okay. So, yeah. Anyways, the man never did it. Um, but I just wanted to include that little story because it just could kind of show the mindset where Brandis was at. Yeah. Anyway, Armin meets Brandis off of this cannibalism chat room, Cannibal Cafe, um, which, by the way, I should also mention, Brandis was 42 years old at the time, and he was a highly paid computer engineer from Berlin. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while Armin and Brandis are talking this whole time, Brandis actually has a boyfriend back in Berlin, but the boyfriend doesn't know about I guess Brandis's second life and the Spanish that he has, right? Yeah. Now, Armin's internet uh, pseudonym was Frankie. Mm -hmm. That was after his imaginary brother. Oh, okay, right. So Armin placed an ad on Cannibal Cafe that said, let me read it, seeking well-built man 18 to 30 years old for slaughter. Now, Brandis... This was music to his ears, okay? He had always wanted to be eaten, okay? Well, he's too old. Hell yeah, okay? But he's seen this shit, and he messaged Armin. He was like, I don't give a fuck. I know I'm over 30 years old. You're not what I'm looking for, but I'm gonna. I'm still going to message you. Okay. So he messaged Armin, and he said, dinner or your dinner? Oh, Just, okay. And Armin said... Uh, he said, hi, I'm offering you the chance to eat me alive. Oh my God. So the two, they start corresponding via email and they talk about, you know, what they each wanted done or done to them. And during this conversation, there was also um, a picture that Armin sent to Brandis of his teeth. Huh? And so it was just like this close up of his teeth and. He said, I promise to use them to bite off your tongue. Oh, God. Are they like, is this flirting? I, I guess <laughs> this is what's getting them off. Okay, I guess. Uh-huh. And so they talked for a short while. You know, some people, they keep this going for months or hell, even years. No, they were not even playing. I, I think it was either one to two weeks of them doing this. And then they were like, let's meet up and let's do this. Thanks. Wait. So on March 9th, 2001, Arena, 2001 wow. wasn't that long ago. Oh my, oh my gosh, I could have sworn all this was happening like way, way back in the day. Yeah, no, this is 2001. Brandis ends up taking a train from Berlin um, to, you know, the town in Germany where Armin is at. 
to meet him. So Armin, he goes and he picks up uh, Brandis from the train station. Armin talks about the excitement that he felt while he was driving to the train station, just the eagerness. He couldn't believe it was finally going to happen. And he said he gets to the train station. Brandis comes out, you know, of the train. And he said at the station, they didn't talk much. But once they got into Armin's car, Brandis immediately started touching Armin, you know, his chest, penis area, everything. Like he just couldn't. He was all over Armin. Oh, my God. Now, apparently, Armin thought that, you know, uh, Brandis was going to be a bit more fit. He wasn't as attracted to Brandis as Brandis was to Armin. Oh, I see. But, I mean, he's probably like, well, who else is going to follow through? Everybody else, you know, is all fantasy. Yeah, you can't be too picky, Armin. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, they arrived to Armin's house, and immediately, Brandis got undressed, uh, so Armin could admire his dinner. Okay. <laughs> He's like, would you like to see the menu? My body? Is, yes. <laughs> so they have sex. And um, strangely, uh, Armin, he, he really didn't even, well, I guess it's because he wasn't super attracted to him, but he really didn't want to have sex, but Brandis really wanted to. So they have sex. And right after they start to try... Um, cutting into I don't remember what body part of Brandis but anyways like they were struggling like Arma was really trying and for whatever reason that part of flesh couldn't come off so they both got frustrated Uh and they said screw this and Armin was like let's just take you back to the train station so they actually got back in the car and they were driving back to the train station wait 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 there were they cut into him well they were attempting and i couldn't find what body part it was but it was just a struggle and and then they're and just like oh no it's not working just put the flesh back on and then go back home <laughs> yes but during the car ride they changed their mind which look Armin was probably like, when am I ever going to find someone that's willing to follow through with this? Yeah. You know, to actually let me eat them. And Brandis was probably thinking, well, when is actually someone willing, going to actually eat me? So whatever reason, they both said, never mind, let's give it another go. Let's go on a second date and let's figure this out. Let's see if we're good match on this other date. Yeah. They stopped by at the pharmacy at some point, and I think it was to get some um, sleeping pills just to kind of like help make it easier, I guess, for Brandis, you know, before they started all of the torture and all that sort of I wonder, stuff. I wonder if they were like drinking alcohol. Yeah, they did, actually. They were yeah. drinking some alcohol. Okay. Um, so they're back at Armin's house, and at around 6.30 p.m., Brandis said, I can't stand it anymore cut off my penis oh my god here we go again with the penis so armin get uh, and warning okay to everybody what i'm about to say is very graphic especially any of the male listeners oh no (laughs) i am so sorry you know what (laughs) if this is it might be too difficult for you so if you're a man you might want to skip this episode all together and fyi we were about to have a male guest on thing but he couldn't make it so i mean maybe i think i wanted to torture chris (laughs) 
that was my plan. Like my whole plot was, you know what? We'll have I... Chris join us on this episode. He's a man. He... He's going to squirm. Oh my God, <laughs> you're evil. Very. Well, He's going to listen to this anyway. So Meanwhile, I'm doing like the little Mr. Burns yes. Simpsons hands over here. Good, good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> so it's probably good, Chris, that you couldn't get anyone to cover your shift, you know, yeah. and join us on this episode. Too bad you're Don't not worry, here. I'll get another graphic one for you oh. when you actually come on. <laughs> He's like, uh, second thought, I can't be on the show ever. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so he said, cut off my penis and... Armin gets a knife, okay, and he tries to cut off the penis, but the blade wasn't sharp enough, and I they mean, couldn't cut into the penis. Have these people never chopped into like meat before, like and right. through like chicken bone and stuff like that? Right. So he gets a sharper knife, and that sharper knife it worked. Um, it worked after cutting into the penis only two times. So at the second stroke. The whole entire penis comes off. When that happened, Brandis screamed really, really bad, which I would imagine yeah. having, having your penis cut off is I mean, probably... I, my next question was, was he in, like, you know, pain or was he having pleasure from this? Both? I mean, for all I know, this man could have climaxed during that. <laughs> I really don't know, but in this interview where Armin is talking about it. He did say that it was a very intense, deep scream where it sounded like he was in horrific pain. So I don't think it was the good pain. But then again, Brandis got off on pain on pain, right? Yeah. I, I this is extreme, extreme, but and I can't imagine like once that second cut and it's in his hand and holding oh my god just yeah how I just much get blood was there that's what i'm picturing so well oh my god he said it just started spurting out like uh, a water fountain uh, uh, <laughs> it's making me tense up okay <laughs> but the weird thing is it was only for maybe 30 seconds that brandis is screaming because then brandis said he told armin that he was just seeing black but i'm sure that was a shock right yeah yeah so all he could see was black, but soon after, he said he felt no more pain. He was just numb. He was numb. Like, Brandis was astonished that he felt no more pain. And he probably didn't like that he didn't feel no more pain, right? Yeah. So blood was spurting out. And Brandis told Armin to cut the penis in half. And so he cut the penis in half and um, they could, took... If you could see my face right now. <laughs> Everyone else listening. Oh. I know, and I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry, but this is just what it is, okay? And so they took both parts of the penis to the kitchen, and they washed the penis, and uh. they blanched them. Uh. They seasoned it with salt and pepper and garlic powder. Oh, yum. And they tried to <laughs> fry it. They tried frying it for a couple minutes, but the flesh was too fresh and the consistency just wasn't edible. Um, they tried eating it, but it was just impossible. Brandis was super disappointed that they couldn't eat it, so they fed it to Armin's dog. Oh my God. What the hell? Why would they? I, I know. I, I know. I have no. I know. Okay. <laughs> At around 9 p.m., Brandis 
you know, he starts to tell Armin that he's really cold. So he <laughs> asks for a bath. So Armin prepares a bath for him and he places Brandis inside the bathtub. Now, I should mention that all of this is being video recorded. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, my all God. Oh, God. Um, Armin puts him in the bathtub and then he goes away to like his bedroom and he starts reading a Star Trek book. <laughs> Which, wait, next gen? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know which one, okay? Because okay. can you believe I've never seen or read anything of Star Trek? Where are my Trekkies at? Man. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so, you know, he's reading Star Trek book, but he does go in every 15 minutes or so to check on um, Brandis. And mind you, while Brandis is soaking in this bathtub, he's still spurting out blood Wait, out of his they, wound. They never like cut the 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 blood. Like they never they never stopped it. No, because the plan was to cut off the penis and then eventually die. You know, and and so eat he was him. just walking around with like blood coming out, spurting blood. Damn, like he was on his damn period, but like Cherry style. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? This is so weird. Yes. Now, about after two hours or so, Brandis, he calls out for Armin. So Armin goes into the bathroom. And at that moment, Brandis tries to get out of the bathtub, but he collapsed. Uh, yeah. I mean, all that blood loss, yeah. right? Two hours of blood loss. I mean, I, I don't even know how he honestly made it that long, to tell you Seriously, the truth. Seriously, yeah. So Armin then takes Brandis upstairs. And again, remember, this is all being video recorded. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> now, over the next few hours, Brandis, he would just drift in and out of consciousness. Um, so like Armin could see that Brandis was clearly dying and he was probably suffering, right? And at around 2.30 a.m., um, Armin, he got a knife and he kissed Brandis and he was going to attempt to slit his throat, but he just couldn't. Like, And you can see this. Like, It said in the court records that you can see in the videotape that Armin was hesitating to kill Brandis, but Brandis asked to be killed. So Armin, he puts the knife down, and then he would pray, and he'd try it again and get the knife, but put it back down, kiss him, pray, and finally he slits his throat. Oh, my God. Wait. So they showed the tapes in the court, like everyone had to watch it. The jurors had to see this video. And like the video. family, maybe, of the thing. I mean, I don't know if he had like family and friends that were there, you know, and they ought to watch I don't that. know. It it only said that, I don't think the um, family or friends, like the audience in the courtroom or whoever got to see it, but I, I know for a fact it was the jurors. Actually, this video recording was hours and hours and hours long. Only nine minutes was played to the jurors. Yeah. And, um, you know, there, a lot of the jurors physically got sick. And actually, you know, I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead, but they ended up having to get like therapy afterwards after I watching. Would, yeah, I would think so. Because that's crazy. I don't know. Even like just li listening to you talk about it is pretty messed up and traumatizing. Uh -huh. I can't imagine having to sit there and watch. And I honestly hesitate. I like kind of was like, well, I wonder if I should even like, maybe I shouldn't talk about this case, but 
you know, it is true crime. And no, yeah. it's mostly not pretty, right? And it's very, it's a very, very strange, rare case. For sure. It is. It is. So, and it was like a fairly recent one. Yeah. So, you know, because a lot of this weird, crazy stuff, it feels like it was in the late 1800s or I don't know, the more wilder ones were like in maybe 1980. Anyways, 1980s, yeah. I just felt like I, I wanted to. So anyways, <laughs> Armin, he then takes him... um to like upstairs because he created a slaughter room okay so this slaughter room had a hook hanging from the ceiling so like you can hang the body okay so he takes brandis to the slaughter room and he cuts off his head oh and yeah then he he then hangs brandis from the ceiling and then in this video it shows him removing his organs and then he cuts brandis in half he then poured hot water over both of the halves and washed the body. He then stored this, like, Brandis's flesh in a freezer, like one of those large freezers that people usually store in a garage. Yeah, okay, wait. I know he grew up on a farm, so did he have experience with this doing slaughtering, like, pigs and lamb or something like that? Well, I don't know if he had experience with that, and it was a farmhouse, but I did... Uh, read that in these uh, chat rooms, like people would uh, do these write-ups on how to dissect a human body oh. and how to cook a human body. Like the chef. Like the uh, chef knows yeah, how like to the cook. I mean, yeah, it's just wild what you can find on the internet. Wow. It's crazy. So anyways, this freezer had a false bottom and he put Brandis's flesh in that false bottom and then above it, he just put a bunch of beef and pork to hide the human flesh. Now, Armin talks about that first taste that he had of Brandis, okay? He said he prepared it as if it were a special occasion because to him it was. He took out his best dinnerware. He lit candles. He, op he popped open a good bottle of South African red wine. And he said he cooked Brandis's um, butt and a piece of his back. Okay. I was, like, going to say that would be the part, right? To, like, go for first, I think. Be, like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, if I, if, the you know, people have, like, I, I don't, I've had conversations with people where, like, you know, if you were in this, like, airplane accident or just in this situation where the only way to survive was to eat someone who was already dead who was you know in your group and before they rot right yeah. would you do it of course i would too yeah. and for survival first 100 percent. i mm -hmm. love life and i want to live and <laughs> you know i if i had to eat someone's ass arena if, if you if i was with you and your ass died of natural causes somehow no. you just said eating your he ass I will eat your ass a hundred percent. Oh my god! Stop saying eating ass. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Joel probably hears that. He uh, he's all about eating ass. He's so ah, gross. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna take that part. So Good, I'll to, take that know. Part Good off. to know. Good to know. So I'll take this shit off. So, anyways, yeah, that would be the part that I think most people would want to eat. It's yeah, it's a uh, tender, uh -huh. but in like a little bit of fat in there. And then I'm just thinking, I'm touching my fingers. I wonder, like, would this be like chicken wings? Like, you know, the bone and yeah, little meat? Yeah, with little cartilage and stuff. And like uh -huh. maybe the ears. No, yeah. maybe not the ears. 
No, I would probably like fry the ear like by a fire or cook it like really Oh, like good roast it and then just and use it, it as a chip to scoop up. Oh, uh, well, what would you scoop it with? Like guacamole? I would scoop up. What if there was like a river or a lake and I could scoop up fish so I could <laughs> eat fish rather than human? <laughs> That's what, what I need to I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Okay. I'm a little sleep deprived, so that's it. <laughs> Anyways, he so he ate a piece of Brandis's butt and a piece of his back, and he seasoned it with olive oil, salt, pepper, and garlic, and he served it with princess potatoes and Brussels sprouts. Wow, sounds delicious and yeah, romantic. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Armin said the first bite was actually very strange. He said it was a feeling that he couldn't really describe. He had spent over 40 years dreaming about it, longing about it, and now he was finally getting the feeling and achieving this so-called perfect inner connection through Brandis's flesh. Uh-huh. He said it tasted like pork, but stronger. And he said that if he served it to others, they probably wouldn't even notice that it was human flesh. He said I've it was heard, really good. I've heard that it tastes like bitter pork. A little oh, bit bitter really? pork and then texture as well. That's what I heard. Yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't like chicken. I feel like everybody says everything tastes like chicken. I think chicken would be too, they're too tender. I, yeah, like pork is more. Actually, closer. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so two days after Brandis's, uh, Brandis had went missing, his boyfriend, you know, reports him missing to the police. Oh, yeah, I forgot he had a boyfriend. Uh-huh. Now, Brandis, he, you know, he was a smart guy. He was a, what was it? A computer programmer, something like that. So he actually erased his internet files on his computer. So there was no trace as to, you know, where he might have went or any of like the email conversations that he, that took place with Armin. Mm-hmm. Um, so his boyfriend, you know, files that missing persons report, but nothing comes of it. Now, over the following months, Armin's, still on Cannibal Cafe, and he's looking for a new willing, uh, is victim the right word? Probably not because they're willing, but a willing person to give up their body for him to consume. So his supply is running low. Uh, He's looking for a new person. And so he starts chatting with this Austrian college student. And Armin tells him about everything that he had done and what happened with Brandis. And now he was looking for another person because his flesh was running low. And this Austrian student is thinking, yeah, yeah, like, you know, conversating with him, but thinking, this isn't true. I don't think this guy really did it. Yeah. But eventually, I don't know what it is that Armin said to him, or perhaps if he showed him a picture of anything. But the Austrian student is like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I think this is real. So he ends up like... um reporting Armin to the police, okay? So he reports him to the police. The police end up going to Armin's house. And, you know, when they search, you know, of course they're going to search for a freezer. They find that freezer. They look inside the freezer and they find, you know, that false bottom. And so they see this human flesh. And it was actually a policewoman that asked Armin about it. She asked him, you know, what is this? This, And he said, oh, that's just some wild pig. And she's like, 
I am a mom. I am a wife. I cook all sorts of meat. This does not look like normal meat. What is this? No, it's wild pig. So, you know, the police continue searching the house and they search his backyard and that's where they find Brandis's skull. And I believe it was um, parts of the bone, like um, sawed, like grind, grind it up. Oh, oh my gosh. And then they, you know, they take his computer and they find, you know, the chat room conversations, his computer searches, and then they end up finding his fucking video camera. Oh, so my God. that's it. So Armin's ass was arrested. Yeah. You know, the story exploded. Can you imagine like Rottenberg cannibal? Like I can imagine just living my life and someone like Chula Vista cannibal, you know, yeah. what the fuck? It's so crazy. But here's a crazier thing. So there is no law against cannibalism in Germany. Okay. Even nowadays, I think, I think in England either. Like to this day? I think so. Jesus. Yeah. It's not an actual crime. Well, yeah. in the video. Though, no, let me go through it. Yeah. Look it, look it up. Okay. So there is no offense of cannibalism in England. There is no wow. like legal, actual, like legal, nothing, no law against it. That's pretty wild, right? I mean, like the act of the murder, of course, but the right. act of cannibalism isn't incidentally. I mean, and it's, is that their tribes like you know that yeah this is something that is just very normal for them right i mean i think i don't want to say 100 percent. i'm sure but like um i believe aborigines in australia they do consume each other's like urine and stuff and if someone does pass away i believe they do consume their bodies huh well you know what what might be weird to us is normal to others right i mean like they're like no waste, I guess too. Like right. that could be looked at as well. They're they're not a part of their own body anymore. Why can't we use this meat? Yeah, feed ourselves. <laughs> hey, everyone is entitled to their own thoughts and beliefs. Are right? we are we defending cannibalism right now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all we meant. <laughs> People are gonna be like, I don't know about those two girls. I know. It's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> Where from? Unsubscribe for our 11 subscribers or nine or six <laughs> that we have. Oh, we have way more. We have way I more. know, I know. <laughs> so, you know, it, there, it was no law against cannibalism in Germany. And in that video, like they had video footage. They had these email conversations. And it was very clear that Brandis was a, vill a willing victim. Yeah. So since cannibalism wasn't a crime... Armin was convicted of manslaughter and sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. But after an appeal by the prosecution, there was a retrial and they found Armin guilty of murder because Brandis was, you know, there's a video and he was still alive when Armin slit his throat. So if, if he had let him bleed out without doing that, he wouldn't have been charged with murder? No, he wouldn't have been charged manslaughter. with murder. Right. Wow. He's probably kicking himself in the ass, right? He's like, damn, I should have I should have just like been patient and waited another hour or two, right? And he was hesitating too. He like, was hesitating. It showed. Like yeah. there's video proof of all of this. So that video was just super vital in the prosecution's case because they said um also that Armin killed Brandis for his own sexual pleasure. 
And like I mentioned, these poor jurors had to see the video. Um, I, I, I can't even imagine because I'm sure somewhere deep in the deep dark web, you can probably find a video of, of it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I could never. So in May 2006, Mar uh, Marvin Armin was found guilty to murder and sentenced to life in prison. Wow. So he's currently incarcerated, but he was recently, um, I think, right down the year, but it wasn't that long ago, um, he was speaking to a German newspaper, and Armin did express regret for his actions. He said that he wanted to write a biography with the aim of like deterring anyone who was wanting to follow in his footsteps. He said, if anyone out there has those same feelings as far as wanting to eat someone, they should go to therapy, get some treatment so it doesn't escalate, you know, the way that it did with him. I wonder if he was a fan of Dollar, like if he heard of Dollar. Oh, of course he had to appear to him, but maybe he was some sort of secret fan. Maybe. You right. know? Oh, and also I should mention... Um, Armin's now a vegetarian. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm not trusting any more of this meat. No more. It's probably no just, more. It probably just reminds him of the crime. Yeah, you know, like, and it probably like whatever they're serving in that prison, it probably doesn't doesn't taste as good to okay. him as human flesh. Like it's mystery meat, so he's probably like, I don't know. Like wow. So, and they sorry. Go ahead. I had seen a video um, where like some of his neighbors were talking like talking about Armin and how they felt once they found out what he had done. And they were saying about, you know, they just mentioned how they were all shocked and um, that he was just a friendly neighbor, a good guy. He was a dutiful son who looked after his sick mother until she died. They said um, like one was saying like their car had went out of service and there was Armin you know, helping them with that. Um, if they needed a ride into town for anything, he was there. And there was one neighbor who she was talking about how he babysat her four children. Oh. And yes, and the children, she said the children had fun with him. She trusted him completely. And she said, even after what happened to that day, she would still trust him to babysit her children. Why? I know. I mean, and so that's why I'm just like, you know, is is he a lesser of a monster than these other ones we talk about? Because he, he could consent. have went out there and just found any yeah. innocent person, right? Yeah. But he wanted to make sure that it was somebody who was willing. Like he asked permission. <laughs> he asked for permission, and they said yes. Right. Because Dahmer, he was getting, the oh, yeah. fucker was oh, getting no. all of these innocent people. Fuck him. Like, no, you know, no, but, no. but Armin is, is he so bad? This reminds me of another case where the same thing happened where a man had put an ad out and a lady, no, the lady put an ad out saying she wanted to be um, killed but and eaten. This and sounds man, familiar. I heard it on a podcast. It's 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 on the U.S. I don't remember what state. Yes, but in the U.S. And when the man agreed, he did it, and he consumed her or whatever. 
and then they arrested him. But like, I forgot whoever, whatever channel, whether it was a YouTube channel or a podcast, wow. the host was like, "Is this like really, really murder? Is it really murder? Like, if they're consenting, like, there's that weird line." Uh-huh. Obviously, the act of murder is there, but yeah. the consent, allowing it to happen or not, is what's weird about it. Yeah. So that was one of the cases. That the reason why I felt like that case was so interesting was because this guy was just he he made sure he had someone who was willing. So yeah. that's not what we're used to hearing. So it was really interesting. And God, just based off of like everything that his friends said about him and everyone else, like he just seemed like a really nice. I know it's awful to say <laughs> this, but he seemed like a really nice person and. You know, for him to actually be in the army for 12 years and actually, you know, all the his higher ups said that he was um, a good guy. Yeah, he was a good guy and he was good at his job and everything. And I mean, I he mean, did but, take care of his mom. And- he did. And she was a bitch to him. Yeah. Like it said, too. Um, I don't think I mentioned, but like she would embarrass him like in public. You know, she would tell him that he's worthless. He's stupid. And. I hate, I hate when, when adults do that to children. Like, right. bullies are just bullies. Like, how mm-hmm. do you do that to, your, to children? Especially to your child. Yeah. So, you know, Armin, he, again, he's, he's the lesser of, of the evil <laughs> of who we yeah. speak of. I mean, any, he said that he has uh, expressed remorse. He has. And if he bu- does write that biography, you know, I would definitely definitely be interested in reading just to kind of wonder where his mind at is, what his thoughts are. Yeah. So that was the case of Armin Maives. I am so sorry for especially male listeners out there or for anyone who is eating. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We should put a little disclaimer. Do not yeah. eat or not have just eaten. Or have a penis. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a little disclaimer before... You know, once we post this on our Instagram. Yeah. I I obviously knew about this case, and I know you've talked about it a few times in the uh-huh. trivia and when we had the uh, your cousin and Leia right? yep. um, on our podcast interviewing them. We talked about that case, too. Yep. And uh, But I did not know all these details, and holy crap. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, like, I was just so... I do wonder, like, if that Austrian kid never reported him to the police, I wonder how many other people he would have found. I mean, because, or, or let's say if he couldn't find any other willing person, would he have went? And I, I think to a certain point, if he really couldn't find a willing person, he would have, like, because that near craving that he had, that thing that murderers have, just speak out that need to just do the act again. Otherwise, they go crazy. Well, they're already crazy, but you know, right. more crazy. <laughs> right. Kind of like uh, Dexter talks about this dark passenger that you have, right? Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, hope you thought this case was as interesting as we did uh, because holy cow. Uh-huh. Man, this cannibalism stuff is just, it's so much. It's insane, but it's very interesting. It is. It really is. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.